Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Broncos country. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. Touchdown Denver. All right, Nick, we're back from that quick break. Uh, we, we talked a little bit about Russell Wilson uh, and the concerns we might have there. But I, I want to talk more just offense in general, because as much as it's on the quarterback and the play caller, uh, it's also on all the other, you know, all the 10 other guys out there on the field. Right. And um, I, I feel like the offense, they, they show flashes at times. You know, Cortland Sutton looks really good. Uh, Javante Williams at times. But Nick, what's your biggest concern? with this offense moving forward, especially since we, we just haven't seen them score points. We've seen them move the ball at times, uh, not much on, on this last this last Sunday, but uh, you know, we, we just haven't seen them score a ton of points. I think it's been, what is it? 16, 16 and 11. That's just not, not very good. Yeah. I mean, usually you, you're thinking that uh, you're supposed to go the opposite way, right? Like you score 16 points in two back-to-back games and maybe that third game, you expect more points, but now the point total is going down, not up. And the, the reason I look at it, I mean, there's so many things that are going on with this offense, the, the Russell Wilson, that chemistry with Coach Hackett and uh, the developing that the play scheme that fits him. But more importantly, I just look at, you know, some of the play design a little because uh, when we look at the tight end involvement in game one to game three, it seems as though just like the scores, it's going down. I mean, Albert Okawebunam had two targets. Eric Salbert, who caught the, the long touchdown in the Texans game, guess what? He only had one target. And you go back to that Seattle Seahawks game to start off the season, the Titans were really involved in the scheme and helped them move the ball down the field. 
So I don't know and I don't understand why the tight ends haven't been utilized uh, as much, knowing as though most of the time, and if I don't care what offense or defense that you're facing, the middle of the field is going to be open, right in front of the safeties, right behind the linebackers, and that is prime real estate to take advantage of it. But but the Broncos' offense really hasn't. And, and also, with the struggles of Russell Wilson trying to learn this offense and be efficient in it, to me, that's the easiest pass, George. You can throw. You're scrambling. There's an outlet pass. We see it every week. We see the tight end. He's blocking one, 1,000, two, 1,000, and he just falls off into uh, the pattern, and you just caught, the quarterback just dumps him the ball. We're not really seeing that. But for this offense to be more efficient, to keep it in somewhat of a rhythm and just show that there is a, some, a level of creativity, they have to find a way to get those tight ends involved more. Yeah, and I actually asked about that uh, directly to Nathaniel Hockey yesterday. And, um, you know, we, we have the, the audio here and we'll, we'll play it in a second. But I think part of the issue is I just don't know if they have the guys at that position, Nick. Um, and, and they clearly don't have, you know, a Travis Kelsey or George Kittle, Mark Andrews. I mean, those guys are obviously hard to come by. But I just don't know if, you know, Eric Sobert, Eric Tomlinson, uh, you know, Alberto, like those guys, Andrew Beck, like they just have never in their career been guys that have been down the field threats, really. Uh, and I just don't know if like this is going to like all of a sudden change this year. I think Alberto is a guy that we all thought could be that type of player. Uh, and he just hasn't been yet in his career, or at least we haven't seen it a whole lot. So they're hoping, I think, that Greg Dulcich can be maybe that guy uh, and they get him back, I believe. Uh, in two weeks. So maybe he can he can change that. But I did ask Nathaniel Hackett directly uh, yesterday about the tight ends and how they can get those guys more involved. And, and we have it here from Broncos.com. Uh, yeah, you know, I think all those guys bring different uh, attributes. You know, that's the cool thing about them. Every guy that goes in there can do some some things a little bit different, whether it's the pass game, blocking, pass protection, run game, all those things. And for us, it's just about trying to take what the defense is going to give us with those guys. There, there, there's sometimes there's great matchups. Sometimes there's not great matchups. So you want to be sure that you're capitalizing on whatever you can find that week within your pr preparation. Um, so we want to involve everybody. We don't want it just to be about the tight ends. We want it to be about the running backs, tight ends, and wide receivers and make them have to cover everybody. But you never know when they'll explode next. Nick, when will they explode next? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the tight ends will explode when plays are called for them. Now, you were just yeah. mentioning the fact that we don't have a Mark Andrews or Travis Kelsey type of guy. I mean, in today's NFL, you really don't need that guy. I mean, only there's only so many elite tight ends in this league. Let's be totally honest. There's 32 teams, and not every team is going to have two elite tight ends. No, it's not going to happen. But what you can do is notify and say, listen, we know that we have certain abilities in our tight ends, and we just try to use that skill set. All of these tight ends, Thomason, Abadoku, Webunam, Eric Sub, even Beck, all these guys can run. Now, are they game breakers or game wreckers like a, a Darren Waller? No. And the Broncos going to face Waller this week. I mean, he hasn't been putting a massive numbers for the Las Vegas Raiders. So to me, it's about implementation and how you use your, your tight ends. And this is why I'll go back to Kyle Shanahan and how he's his thought process on using his tight ends. There's always someone's someone moving. There's always somewhat of a dink and dunk outlet. But when your quarterback is being pressured, that 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 works well for him. Now he knows, okay, 
here's my safety blanket. But that hasn't been the case so far over the past two weeks with the Denver Broncos when we saw it in the first game. So it's about putting those guys out there, making them immediate threats. And if you do that, now you can throw the check downs and dump uh, dump downs to uh, and those outlet passes to the running backs. But if you never threaten a defense, why should they ever think about defending it, George? Yeah, and I just don't I don't know the answer, Nick. I, I just I thought the Titans would be more involved. Uh, I thought Alberto would be better this year. Um, you know, through three games, Alberto's stats are six receptions for uh, let me do some math here, 45 yards. Um, that's just not going to cut it. Like, I, I just I, I think I expected more from him. Um, and and I, I'm honestly worried about his future if like that's going to be the stat line. And, and again, I think some of it's on the players, right? Uh, some of it's on the, the play calling. Like you said, they have to design some plays and call plays that are for the tight ends. Um, but I, I think that the, you know, great tight ends get open, right? Great tight ends make plays. They, they, they find the space. They, they make those plays. Don't right, Nick, or, or am I wrong? Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. See, see, you're using that word. See, you did it again. See, you said great tight ends, right? You, yeah. You've already established that, Hey, this is not a great group of tight ends because they're, they're not the Travis Kelsey's and Darren Wallace of the world. So don't say great, because when you say great, you take your expectations up. And and, and I just say temper your expectations just a little and understand what we do have. And you're absolutely right about uh, Abadoka Webunam. I mean, for, for him not to receive that many targets, when they sit in that room, they're looking and say, okay, well, what is it that our tight ends can and can't do? And with Abadoka Webunam, when he's had uh, opportunity to be targeted, he hasn't really come through for the offense. So now... Let's move away from Alberto. Let's focus more on Eric Salbert. I mean, he did catch a, a touchdown, right? Yeah. But there's some ability there. Find a way to get him involved. And really quickly, there's this route. It's called a scissors route, right? And basically, you take one receiver and one tight end, and you run them up the field. And they, they at some point, as they climb vertically, they switch. Now, you're telling me our tight ends can't do that? And that's a simple, basic football one-on-one type route. So they don't have to be great, George. They just have to be guys who can just run the route and catch the freaking ball. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Yeah, I just want them to be great, Nick. That's all I want. <laughs> Why do you keep saying great? Why do you keep saying great? Come on, George. Why you they need to be. Great? They need to be great, Nick. Uh, do, do you think Greg Dulcich can be great? Do you think he? I mean, I guess not great. Do you think he can maybe help fix the tight end issue? Do you think he's a guy that can come in and, and contribute once he's healthy? Absolutely, man. I mean, that that dude was amazing at UCLA, and it was one of the reasons why. Uh, the, the Broncos targeted him because when I look at Robert Tunyon and what Robert Tunyon was uh, in the Packers uh, offense, that's how I feel as though they looked at Greg Dulcich, but we haven't had a chance to see him because he's be, he's been injured, right? But once he finally gets out there, I expect for them to try to utilize his skill set because if they don't, then I'm going to have a huge problem with that because as a defender, I know how difficult it is to cover those move tight ends those guys who can run and get find those soft spots in the creases and they can run the corner routes as well. So you have to utilize that. And Russell Wilson has never, outside of, I think, Jimmy Graham, his short stint with the Seattle Seahawks, he ne- he's never really had like that go-to tight end. Notice I didn't say great tight end, go-to 
tight end. So that's what we have. We have a bunch of go-to tight ends, not to discredit or throw shade at these guys, but they can become great tight ends, like you're saying, if they are targeted more, but that's not happening. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know the answer, Nick. Um, I'm not an offensive genius as, as much as people want to think I am. <laughs> I, uh, I, I don't know the answer. But one thing they did try to fix the offense on Sunday, Nick, that, that was a new wrinkle was the up-tempo. And we saw it on the first possession, and they went three and out. Uh, it did not work. Uh, but then we saw it later in the game, and it did work. Uh, I believe they used some of it on that drive to go score the touchdown. Um, they used some tempo here and there. So is that something that you think we'll continue to see going forward? Uh, and is that something that, you know, as a defensive guy, throws you off here and there, right? You have to line up quicker. You have to maybe read what the offense is doing, see the personnel quicker. Um, you know, what does that do maybe to a defense to create some issues? Well, first and foremost, yes, I believe that they need to go more of tempo uh, especially when you're at home, the altitude, it, it, the defense hasn't really become acclimated to the altitude. So let's put them at a disadvantage. And you've seen those guys, you know, those big the big guys in the trenches tapping their head trying to get out. No, 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 no. Keep going up, up tempo and don't allow them to change and bring a new wave of guys. And we saw last night when the Giants tried to do it to the Dallas Cowboys and it throws defensive units off of rhythm because – once you get tired, you, you can't really think, you can't really get up the field, and that affects that pass rush. And once that pass rush, those edge rushers, and there's so many elite guys in this league, then now you can take advantage of it from a passing standpoint because now the quarterback has all day. It makes it easier for the offensive line to now block a guy like a Max Crosby, right, who they're going to face this week. So that's why running that um, tempo, now it keeps you on rhythm, but it keeps the defense off balance. Yeah, and I think it also – it looked like it helped Russell at times, right, to just go up to the line, uh, call the play, either check it or don't, uh, and go. And I thought that they moved the ball well at times when they did that. Of course, you're going to have, you know, situations where uh, you go three and out and the defense is, is you know, going to have to be back up quickly. And I'm sure the defensive guys uh, don't appreciate that when it's like a, you know, a 30-second possession there for the, for the offense and they have to go immediately back out. But – I do think there is something there that the, the Broncos can work with to maybe get that offense going a little bit quicker. But don't you agree that, you know, Russell even looked maybe a bit more comfortable and up-tempo at times? I mean, especially on that drive to go score the touchdown. I, I, I want to say I don't think they used it the entire drive, but they did use it at times there. Uh, and it looked like Russell was maybe more comfortable in that situation. Yeah, George, because here's what it does. It, it forces everyone to make – uh, quicker decisions. Russell has to make quicker decisions. Am I going to throw it? Am I going to run it? But also it puts a sense of urgency on everyone on the offensive line because they know we got to get our blocks because we're going immediately to, to the next play. And for the wide receivers, now they know, hey, I got to get in and out of my breaks. I got to recognize what the coverage is down the field. And then I have to hustle back to line up to run the next play. And here's also what it does too from the play calling standpoint. I mean, usually we've been seeing a lot of deep development routes that has put a lot of pressure on the offensive line. To me now, you can't run those deep development routes. You know why, George? You, you, do you want to run down the field 30 yards and then have to run back another 30 yards? That's 60 yards. And I don't care how conditioned you are, you're going to get gassed at some point. So that puts a sense of urgency on everyone, more importantly, the play call and get the, get the guys in and out of the huddle. And now Russell can make decisions. So – I love the idea of it. I think this offense may flourish more if they did more of it. 
But now you have to practice that to make sure guys are conditioned both physically and mentally to handle that workload. Yeah, and I think it like just thinking about it out loud here is it, it probably makes Nathaniel Hackett's job a little bit easier too, right? Because he can, if you're going up tempo, you're thinking a play or two or three plays ahead uh, because you're trying to go quickly, right? And I think that we've seen through you know the first two games really that he struggled getting the play call in sometimes, and I think he was thinking too much. Whereas you just mentioned it with the quarterback and, and everybody else, you have to make quicker decisions. I think that's the same for Nathaniel Hackett, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I think that he has to be quicker on his feet when he comes to when it comes to play calling when you're doing the up tempo. So I do think that we're going to see more of it. Uh, it look, I, I know again they had some quick three and outs when they did it, uh, but they also were able to move the ball at times when they did it. So I, I think it's something that we could see a lot more of uh, moving forward, and, and maybe it helps fix this offense. But uh, Nick, let's take a quick break here, and then we will dive into. Uh, the one side of the ball that the Broncos have been excellent at, and that's the defensive side of the ball. 